three, two, one. It's that time of the day. Welcome to the 4th Street Sports Show, an award-winning student podcast covering all things Golden Eagles. What's going on, 4th Street? It is your host, Smooth Oz, and we are back for a new year. We have some new faces, but first off, I must introduce my other co-host here, Charlie, man. How you doing, man? It's good. It's good to be back here. I mean, it's 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 been a while. It's kind of it feels weird being back in here, but I mean, we're excited to have new guys in here. Of course, we want to give a shout out to Kobe and Charles for holding it down. Um, the OGs. Yeah, the OGs. But you know, we're trying to keep Four Street moving um, with new faces. So let's go ahead and introduce them. Go ahead. Yeah, my name is Dima Mexen. Um, if you've been following along with Four Street and just the studio media, you've probably heard of me. But it's finally good to be a co-host on uh, on 4th Street Sports Show. It was funny because I used to hate like facial hair, but then it grew on me. So I just, it's I don't know, it just Hey, that was a good joke, man. I don't know, it's just uh, that's what I think. So I mean, you know, um but it's great to be back and uh glad to be on the show and um I'll th- I'll think about shaving. I don't know. I think that went over everybody else's head. Yeah, yeah, probably so. My name is Jackson Howell, and it's good to be here on the funniest radio show on WUSM. Uh, it's good to be here with 4th Street, obviously my second year in student media. So thank you guys for having me, and I look forward to having a great year. Yes, sir. Of course, and I'd like to come on in here, Nathan, man. Yes, of course. Yes, I'm wearing the boards, y'all, but it's an honor. I love doing this, and if y'all watch the live stream, that's my job. But hope y'all enjoy 4th Street, y'all. Let's talk some sports. Let's get it. Yeah, and yeah. shout out one last time, man to a guy who's still a freshman to me, but now he's a sophomore. Shout out to Carter in the booth, man. He plays the best jams, man. I'm just ready to rock out with you guys, man. Let's go. And I'll let you take it from here, Dima, but let's just talk about the Sun Belt Media Days, and then we'll get into more fall camp and what's going on. Football season is right around the corner, guys. Yeah, for sure. Football season is right around the corner. Uh, Austin and Jackson went down with me to New Orleans. Was it last week? I came and get my week straight. <laughs> but last week we went down to New Orleans and watched uh, – two days full of interviews and media uh a lot of coverage from all the new new to all of us obviously the Sun Belt, a new thing this year for southern miss is gonna be the first sport that southern miss is able to uh be in and compete in in the Sun Belt conference and uh so we heard from uh will hall was there for southern miss representing southern miss obviously then they had swayze bozeman uh, along with jason brownlee we got a talk chance to talk to them individually and we got to talk a little bit about Obviously, as you know by now, Hayes Maples is out for the linebacker room. Um, and we got to talk about the offensive line depth. We got to talk about uh, the, the transfers and a bunch of other stuff that happened down there. And then we got to hear from uh, Sunbelt Commissioner Kevin Warren talking about his new contract and just about how the three uh, new schools, James Madison and Old Dominion uh, and, and Southern Marshall. Miss and Marshall, and yeah. Marshall, that's correct, uh, all, all there to um, – new for some about media day but southern miss for sure we got a lot of good coverage in as you saw our stories and our twitter spaces and stuff like that so it was a good two days and we, we learned a lot yes and jackson was actually representing big gold nation shout out to jackson that's a huge thing for him jackson what are your thoughts on the sun belt yeah shout out heath hinton right there so basically the vibe around southern miss is that they're going to be improved you know coach hall said it's going to be a three-year process this obviously being year two so it's going to be interesting to see. He ha- talked about his O-line depth. He said it's going to be better. Seven new scholarship guys with some returning returning starters and then the addition of Sam Craig, the offensive coordinator and O-line coach. 
And then talking about the loss of Hayes Maples, he said that's the one position they have the most depth. Yeah. So they're most comfortable there. Uh, so the defense is going to carry the load, we think. And then they're putting all their confidence in Ty Keys, and we're going to see what he can do this season. Of course, it shall be an interesting season. And speaking of that, I'll transition into fall camp. And uh, see where the Golden Eagles are now. They are on the field, on the gridiron. Like I said earlier, less than a month away. It gets started all on September the 3rd against Liberty at home. So we'll transfer it over to see how things are going. We have a little sports wrap for you guys. So, Carter, press the keys. In his second year under the helm of the Golden Eagles, Coach Hall called fall camp a celebration of the grueling months leading up to this point. Again, this fall camp is a celebration of everything we put in over the course of eight months, all the way through spring lifting, spring workouts, through summer workouts, through academics. We've totally changed the perception of our academics in our football program. Red Surf freshman quarterback Ty Keys is coming off of an ankle injury that cut his season short. Now healthy, he is ready to prove the critics wrong. We're we going to really show what we're really about this season. Everybody just thinking we just down the bottom. But we're going to show everybody. We're going to shock the world. When asked what's special about this season's team, defensive back Malik Shorts kept it plain and simple. It's more dogs. That's really what it is. You know, guys that's willing to work every day. Guys that's been here now, we got more help. It just puts us to another level where now it might be our turn. You know, it's really our shot to go on and get this thing for a conversation. Good. 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 Guys, that was our little recap, little wrap on so far on fall camp. That was from the first days we talked to Coach Hall. Like Malik Short said, they have more dogs, and <laughs> Tykees is ready to shock the world. So um, all of us have been to fall camp now. All of us have been to uh, fall camp. Jackson, I, you went uh, Sunday, no, Saturday. Um, Charlie sure. has been two days, and Dima, you have been a couple of days too. And I, I want to kick this one off to you, Charlie. You've been there. <laughs> Charlie, I, I just want to commend Charlie, and we'll get into the discussion, but Charlie has been dropping some fire pitches. Thank you. I was thank you. To say. Charlie has been dropping thank some you. fire pitches. So, Charlie, I just want to give you credit now. Give me your thoughts, man, on you know, fall camp so I far. guess behind the lens, like, I'm not doing as you know much watching really <laughs> yeah. critically as y'all are. But I, I will say yesterday, you know, when they actually got the pads on, you could see more start to make, you know, observations. And obviously, first day of pads, so still, you know, there's so much more of fall camp. But <laughs> I would say is I saw a lot of situations um, where I think a lot of guys were getting burned. And I think that's a part of fall camp, you know. Yeah. you got it, It's what I put as the caption, iron sharpens iron, right? We know this wide receiver uh, – um, room is going to be deeper than it was last year, and ho hopefully Southern Miss uh, quarterback room will be in a lot better situation than it was last year for the offense to show the talent that they have. And so yesterday I saw some specifically like man situations. That was where I was spending a lot of time with. There were some burnt coverages, but that comes with fall camp. Like I was telling you at fall camp, I'm seeing stuff from the NFL where guys getting burned. My guy you know, Trayvon D yeah, is getting burned. People are gonna put that my... people are gonna put that on your head, but you just gotta move on. And I mean, saying that, there was also some really good coverage. Saw Cam made a really good play. Um, I'm trying to think also Natron made a mm -hmm. break up too. Also had a dropped interception, you know, um, that should have really been an interception. But that it's the time to clean those things up. 
And that's really what I've observed. Obviously, three blocked kicks, I think, yesterday. Yeah, it could be a protection issue. First day, again, doing stuff like that. You know, special teams, uh, fully getting into it. Saw some nice pun- uh, punts, though. You know, getting it inside the 20. Yeah, but that was a, a shining moment. It's still <laughs> in so, a, in this yeah. season, it wasn't so great last season. Last year, you know, we were able to kind of talk about like more things but you know there's lots of uh, great players on this team and really as we get deeper into fall camp I think we'll be able to make more observations than we really can right now honestly of course uh something that I'd like to add to that too is that uh coach Will Hall he's been stressing this a lot and well and talking about it uh just the scholarships you know uh he talked about the big difference between going from 62 to 85 and he talked about the talent level and like Malik Short said right there that the talent level is more prevalent this year than last year you know due to those scholarships and having people that are not just you know fill-ins or anything these are actual you know recruits that Will Hall is you know going out to get and you kind of see him placing his culture on it um, placing his culture on his team and he talked about that yesterday about how the overall wellness and health of the, the program has been fixed to go in the right direction and you don't see a lot of you know lagging around and stuff like that you know these guys are coming to work even though you know they talked about the stress uh, like you said talked about the stress of the heat and you see that but those guys are prevailing through that and working you know towards that yeah and I think that's all great points and I wasn't out there yesterday so I wasn't mm-hmm. able to see the uh the pads but I will say when I was out there I focused on the offense. Uh, I was yes. out there with my phone and like reading off the numbers. I saw on first team. Demons so, try hard. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that Will Hall has been stressing is that you have those three full rotations at offensive line. So they would bring out the first team offensive line. They bring out the second team offensive line. They bring out the third team offensive line. Uh, the quarterback splitted with Ty Keys number one, Trello number two, and Zach Wilkie uh, number three. And then your running backs uh, in order was Frank Gore Jr. first, Dejon Richard second, and Chandler Pittman third. And then your first string wide receivers was uh, Jason Brownlee, Jacarius Caston, and Antavius Willis. Um, so I just thought that was something that everybody wanted to hear because I know that the rotation as far as, especially people thinking that the quarterback room, that wasn't really, you know, certain. Like we all thought Tykees would start, but obviously last week at some about media days, this one was confirmed. But I just like to see who that second string is and mm-hmm. see how they're working, and uh, especially for running backs as well with Dejon Rizard and Chandler Pittman battling for that number two. And um, I thought it was interesting that they did come out uh, in that order. And then um, just wondering who's going to help out Jason Brownlee just a little bit. And Will Hall and company has had high hubs for Jacarius Castle. Yes, he was looking yeah. really yes. good out there. And when I first went out there on Friday, I saw the first thing I saw was Tykes dropping balls in the bread basket of Jason Brownlee, like 40-yard bombs. I mean, just right where it needed to be. And Jacarius Caston was right there too, getting those balls. So, um, I just that's I that's what I observed on the first mm-hmm. day. I didn't really get a good look at the defense because I was on the opposite end of the field. But when I go back, uh, probably on Friday, I'll be able to look at it. Um, before Jackson speaks, I'm gonna say too. You were talking about uh, Rashard and them. One interesting thing, um, Rashard really last camp, you know, put people on notice. Yes. I was I was yeah. looking at the roster like, wow. Like, he, I think he's going to make some impact plays like this year. They should, you know, put him in. They did, and he really did. Uh, it was like a one-two punch almost uh, this year. But who's really been surprising so far just these first couple of days is how much they put in uh, freshman running back Kenyon yes. Clay. Yeah. Yes, um, he was balling. Yesterday, too, <laughs> he was balling. He yeah. was, like, pulling out juke moves and stuff. And it really is crazy because I was thinking about it. It's you know, three straight years, honestly, now from watching fall camps of seeing a freshman running back play, like, with such confidence. Mm 
uh, you had Frank Gore coming as freshman. I remember them just saying, it's Frank Gore. He's going to do what he does. Dejan really was impressing. You know, Coach Hall was talking about him early on. And I really think Kenyon Clay has the chance to be, you know, add to this running back room. And I think that just adds depth to the offense. Because, you know, uh, I believe that Southern Miss's defense can continue getting better. We saw how dominant some of their linebackers were last year. Obviously, you know, that took a hit. But then adding depth to that offense is going to be so crucial, too, especially when you have such a young quarterback, you know, because I don't think it's necessary. I know Tykes has the talent, yeah. but I don't think it's necessarily fair to, you know, put it all on him, you know. Yeah. There's weapons on this team that can help, and I think that's obviously what this offense is going to be built around. Um, and it's like if you have them, use them, too, you know. Of course. I remember um, – uh, Coach Lindsey, right? Run, yeah. Running backs, yeah. He was talking about, we're going to try to find a way to use them all somehow, you know? Yeah. So, uh, last season. So, I, I definitely think they can get more involved on the offense and be a pretty dangerous offense. You make a good point about the running back depth. You've also got a guy, Janari Dean, a yeah. transfer from Mississippi yeah. State. Yes. I saw him at practice. He made some good plays as well. So, they're all going to come together. You see it across the board in college. Running back by committee. That's usually a term you don't want to hear. But, you know, it's going to be successful. Just get, keep the pressure off of Ty Keys and about Ty Keys. He's made some great plays in practice. Obviously, he's where you want to be. He's getting better every day. I think Trelo is going to start as a backup. He's just been consistent across the board. And then you got Zach Wilkie. He could make his way into the second string uh, into the season. He has the most potential, but he's just kind of figuring it out as he is a young guy. But to Dima's point on – who can support Brownlee? Obviously, Brownlee's going to be the top receiver. You've got Caston. Two young guys that Coach Will Hall gave some credit to was Brandon Hayes and Davis Dalton. Mm -hmm. Dalton, obviously, the freshman out of MRA. He's made some great catches, one-handed catches in practice. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how that goes. Yeah, uh, Jackson, we'll come back to this discussion in a little bit. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and talk a little bit about other Golden Eagle uh, sports and athletics guys. And that's a good point, and we'll end on that note, Carter. Play the jams. Listening to Fourth Street, you are. Welcome back to Fourth Street. I'm your host, Smooth Oz, and now we are headed into our interview segment where we had the opportunity to talk to defensive coordinator and inside linebackers coach Austin Armstrong on Sunday afternoon after day three of fall camp. Hope you all enjoy. We'll be back after the break. Hey y'all, we're back on 4th Street Sports. This is Charlie and Austin Lindsay. And then we're here with Southern Miss defensive coordinator Austin Armstrong. How are you doing today, coach? I'm doing good, guys. Thank you for having me on and thank you for all things you guys do for our players and everybody involved in Southern Miss football. For sure. Thank you for coming here today. Yes. And obviously day three of camp on Sunday. Uh, this will be going on Monday. But coach, just what is your overall impressions um, of these first days of camp? Well, you know, Fall camp's an exciting time because you kind of get to restart. You know, we have different phases of our calendar. You know, you have the weightlifting phase, then you do spring ball, then you have another set of training, then you have summer training with the strength staff, then you're able to do uh, meetings, off-season training activities, stuff like that, right? So now we're in another phase, right? And for us, right, you look at fall camp in its totality, it's a 17-day deal. It's really challenging, right? We try to break it down into phases, right? Uh, we, we really look at the first five days as the idea habits phase. We're trying to build the necessary habits to be uh, one of the best defenses in the country. Because one, we believe that you know, you, if you don't form your habits, your habits form you, right? So 
Uh, we're trying to focus each individual day to be the best version of ourselves on each individual on our team because we can't be a great team until each individual is the best version of themselves, right? So it's an exciting time because we're also trying to develop the identity of our team and our defense. And what we want to do, you know, that's play with physical toughness, right? Relentless effort, become situational experts, all the things that come with a game. We want to be a great tackling team. So that's really our main emphasis. Uh, you know, through the first three days, I've been really pleased with the tactical aspects of handling a tremendous amount of variables from our offense. They do a lot of stuff. They have a mobile quarterback on top of doing a lot of stuff. So you have to be very sound. You have to handle the issues. And our players, due to the fact, especially at the thinking positions, the tactical positions, linebacker and safety, they're back, right? So we're able to handle a lot of stuff. So there's not a lot of bust out there. Uh, the biggest thing I want to see is the consistency of playing the game the way we want it to be played. And that's where relentless effort, toughness, all right, passion, love for each other. And we're getting there, uh, but it's been exciting the first three days. Coach, uh, just specifically on today, day three, Pat, just tell me um, what are your just overall thoughts on today and just the intensity of the, that the defense brought? Well, the cool thing about the day was that we're, you know, it's no more underwear football, right? Like we're playing mm -hmm. real ball now. It's about striking, leveraging the ball, thudding the runner. Who can do that? And on top of that, who can handle all the, the variables of the football aspect? So I was pleased. They're trying to do it the right way. Our practices are really challenging from a mental standpoint, from a physical standpoint. And, you know, we talk about you control the environment, right? You focus on your, your job, your execution, and playing with passion. So I thought we did that at times today. But if we're going to be who I think we can be, we have to sustain that level of execution and intangibles, right? Mm -hmm. You just can't have good intangibles and not execute. And you just can't execute without intangibles. You're never going to be as good as you can be. So I thought we did a good job today. I'm excited to watch the tape. Of course. Oh, because your second year at Southern Miss, obviously, um, last year being your first as defensive coordinator, just what did that first year kind of teach you um, if you were to take any like valuable lessons that you're bringing into this season? Well, I know that sounds like a cliche, but you really learn something every day. I think the biggest thing for me right now as an individual, one, I have a good staff, right? Coach Hall has put together a good defensive staff for, for me to work with. They work really hard. They're knowledgeable. They're, they're, they're competent and they have character, right? They're, they're competent people. They can do their job and they have, they have good character. They don't have egos. We all try to find a solution uh, and they do a good job teaching our scheme. I think the biggest thing for me is to say it time around, you get a little better at your process, right? You're planning, having purpose for each individual thing you do, not wasting a second being deliberate. I feel a lot more comfortable in that, right? I've been, I was very fortunate to be around a lot of good people. So I had a really good idea of what I thought to do and we, we executed it well, but we're constantly in a search for getting better. So I think that my biggest personal growth is that. And then two, you know, the cumulative effect of relationships with our players, right? Like that's been the most fun for me because this is a player's game. I coach because I want to help young people become positive contributors to society. And that connection, right, with them individually, knowing them on a personal level, knowing what buttons to push, knowing they're down, you know, that's, that's been the coolest thing for me. And to add to that, too, in year two, it just seems like, you know, everything is flowing just better from the first year to this year. Just talk about the culture right there. And just it seems like the guys are, you know, knowing where to be. There's not too many questions asked. It's, you know, right here, let's go, let's roll it. Could you just talk about that? Yeah, first, I think that starts with Coach Hall setting the expectation for the organization of clearly defining what everybody's role is and what their job. I think that's a tribute, one, to our staff defensively mm -hmm. of, like I said, the cumulative effect of doing the same thing, developing those routines and the concepts, conceptually teaching, and the players, a lot of credit to them, of taking that, right, and be able to execute it and grow and get better at it. Last year, the biggest thing was, you know, was the what. Like, they had to know what to do, right? A lot of times we were in good cause, good stuff like that, but we just knew how to do it. Now we're able mm -hmm. to focus on the how. 
mm -hmm. right? We're able to say the exact way your feet are supposed to be, your eye progression, your pre-snap cue, your post-snap cue. So that's one thing that's been really, really fun. You get to coach football now and the techniques and stuff like that. You got to credit our players for their competency and capacity to handle a lot of information. And I think we got a lot of good teachers and coaches on our staff. When Malik Shorts talked to us, he said, there's just no dogs on this team. <laughs> he put it pretty simple. Um, but when you look at the roster, you know, who's potential and just uh, who really just stands out this year to maybe, you know, take the next step? Well, I don't really want to single anybody out individually because this is an ultimate team game. I think the biggest thing that stands out is one, the cumulative effect of the tactical positions, right? The linebacker safeties, you know, we have a lot of players that have played a lot of quality football for us, right? We've been through the process of, of all the seasons, right? Of all the phases of our off season and in season, they understand our process, they understand our scheme, right? But I think the biggest thing is that we're, we feel really, really good about where we're at in the secondary because we have talented players who have played a bunch at linebacker. I think we've got the four really good players. Uh, and then I think the obviously thing that stands out is our depth on the defensive line, right? You know, we've got to credit Coach Hall, our defensive staff, Coach Lacey, Coach, uh, Coach Lindsey was a lot of big help on that, of bringing in a lot of quality players with size, length, speed. Uh, and on top of that, character and capacity, really, really good people, you know what I mean? And uh, they came here and they bought into doing it our way. And that obviously starts with Coach Hall instilling that culture. But I think that's the biggest thing that stands out, you know. But I think the thing, like, like I said, as a unit, we got to continue to improve on is that we're going to be who we, we say we are, right? And the consistency with that, we got to be it every day. You know, we, we, we said, uh, I said to the guys all the time, if you're a dog, you're a dog every day. You know what I mean? The heat doesn't affect you, how you're feeling right. You're locking in, you're focusing on what you need to focus on to be successful. You're present, and then you're locking out the things that don't matter. You're locking in, and then you're locking out. Coach, also, just to add to that, a quick, quirky question, of course. Uh, just talk about the long sleeve. I know you've been asked about it before, but, you know, like you just said, if you're a dog, you're going to be a dog no matter the, the, the <laughs> and, weather. And usually yeah. you're wearing the black hoodie. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've upgraded, you know what I mean? You know, uh, my mom always said you have swagger, you don't, you know what I mean? So <laughs> upgraded a little bit, but, uh, no, you know, I like to cover up my skin. You know, I'm a little pasty, you know what I mean? So I try to cover that up and yeah. protect myself from that. But. I wear the same thing every day because I tell the guys, I think the biggest compliment you can give somebody is that they're the same every day. Their approach, how they do things, how they treat people. We mm -hmm. talk about that, that with Coach Hall of our, our, our core values. If I'm going to sit and preach that, of being the same person every day, I certainly need to be the same person every day. Of course. That's and also, uh, just jumping ahead a little bit too, Coach, uh, you're going to be facing two of the top 30 teams in the nation. Uh, Liberty was ranked 19, not, well, matter of fact, Liberty was, uh, Miami was ranked 19, Liberty was ranked 30th in offensive. Uh, ranking last year. Could you just talk about maybe jumping ahead and what's to look forward to um, there? Well, you know, right now we're focusing on our, this phase right here, mm -hmm. this phase of fall camp. Like I said, the habits phase, being the best version of ourselves, installing our schemes, become situational experts. Uh, we certainly have a lot of respect for Coach Freeze and the tremendous job that he and his staff have done in a short period of time at Liberty. And then obviously Miami, Coach Crystal Ball, Coach Gaddis, those guys have done a phenomenal job. We do things in the summer to prepare for those things going into the first part of the season. But right now, we can't get to that until we're the best version of ourselves right now and maximize our football team. And this is just for you. Um, obviously, if you look ahead on the schedule again, y'all uh, are in the Sun Belt now. And you have some experience in the Sun Belt. Do you think that gives you any um, edge? Or are you kind of just looking at that as, um, does that excite you? Yeah, it excites me. One, I think it's great for Southern Mississippi. It's great for our university. We have a tremendous fan base and following, especially in this region. You know, I think you know we get the proximity to like, like 
four to five hours from like 10 or 12 schools, right? Our folks will travel because they love Southern Miss. Uh, we get to play a lot of great institutions that are like-minded like us. So I'm really excited about that. I don't think it gives anybody an edge, you know. Each week's its own week, and it's you know each circumstance has changed based off that. But I know uh, as a member of this staff, I'm extremely excited for Southern Miss most importantly. Of course. Do you have any? Um, um, just to add this, Coach, uh, just how do you maintain that from last year? You got off to a hot start on the defensive end, top-ranked rushing defense last year. How do you kind of maintain that knowing that, you know, you've had that success? How do you kind of maintain that consistency coming into this year? Uh, you certainly build off shared experience when people go through stuff and have success or failure. You either, you either grow or you don't from that standpoint. Uh, but you got to restart, right? Yeah. Those players that bank those reps, bank that success, bank those failures, you've got to build off that. The thing for us, you know, our mantra, we're kind of the no-name defense in our opinion. I think we were in eight categories in the top 25 last year. I think four in the top 10. And, you know, we've got to develop that respect. You know, we have a lot of really good players and good coaches. And we really embrace being, you know, kind of the no-name defense because all we need is each other, right? And we're going to focus on being the best versions of ourselves, performing at a high level consistently, and that stuff will work itself out. But no, you got to restart each day. It's a new day. Build off the, the, the shared experience and go from there. Of course, I think that's the best way to end yeah. it. Right? Do you have anything else you'd like <laughs> to add about this season? No, just thank you guys for what you guys do for players. You know, helping them, expose them for all their work. Thank you. All right, we'll be back after the break. Oh, dog, that's really what it is, bro. This is 4th Street, and we got Mo Dogs on 88.5 this year. To 4th Street, and that was Doug Worth entitled Michael. It's mm -hmm. a, a cool it's name. Fire song, fire, fire song. song. <laughs> and it's not spelled like a regular Michael. No, Michael. Yeah, Michael, like, yeah. M-I-C-H-W. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you see what I'm saying? Double the U. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. But continuing on, guys, before we hopping into our flowers section, we're going to talk about other Golden Eagles athletics, guys. We're going to talk about soccer. I'll hand it over to Charlie. He's yeah. a soccer specialist. He used to play a little soccer. He was actually oh, a soccer gosh. Man. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Yeah. That was like way back. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Southern Miss soccer started a season, actually. You know, we're talking about football. There's some sports that are starting their own seasons. They're in exhibition schedule right now. They have a couple exhibition matches. And they started this past Friday against PRCC. Um, JP, Coach JP, uh, has some ties with the PRC. He used to coach mm -hmm. there himself. He said he set that up. So <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> they, they beat them 7 nothing. Um, and listen to this, guys. Not even 30 seconds into the game, uh, Golden Eagles scored. Uh, Esmeralda Figueroa scored. And then Exilia Nelson led the team in goals for that match with two on the day. And then, you know, you had other people getting in onto it, too. Obviously, right now, uh, their top player statistically in scoring uh, points is overseas right now we it was actually our last um she was our last guest on fourth street last year because she is preparing for the world cup so we want to give us on wednesday yeah yeah wednesday is coming up and they're playing germany which that they're the big dogs so uh good luck to ilana izquierdo and um congrats again for making that spot on columbia's u20 national team for the u20 world cup so congrats y'all against a powerhouse in germany i don't y'all into the soccer scene but germany is like a powerhouse so yeah, yeah. we're not supposed to be biased but i'm definitely you know oh, yeah. i'm gonna yep. be watching yeah. columbia <laughs> <laughs> yeah you think flag. like the women's soccer is starting off with a ton of sec schools too on their schedule yeah, yeah. I, I did want to say thanks i 
they do have, um, of course, playing William Carey, just, you know, Crosstown Rivals Wednesday. But they start off on the road, basically, starting off against MGCC. Then they're going to travel to Auburn and then Alabama. And then they're going to play two huge SEC home games. This is going to be wild. Um, in the span of four days against LSU at State, and then they traveled to Ole Miss. So it's definitely a very, very uh, – <laughs> Crazy. They're just playing the whole SEC West. Yeah, <laughs> you know, first year in Sun Belt and then playing all those SEC teams. Um, they believe in themselves, and I mean that this shows it. So it's gonna be an exciting soccer season for sure. It will be. And uh, Ole Miss is actually playing us or something. That's kind of surprising. I just want to throw yeah. it out. But uh, yeah, over to you, Demon Man. What do we have, man? Yeah, looking at softball. Um, as we all know, Slimmer's softball coach mm-hmm. resigned. We had that story for you. Uh, so Slimmer's softball expect is expected to hire Natalie Poole as its next c- coach. It was first reported by ExtraInningSoftball.com and Pine Belt Sports um, after that. Um, so she's coming from Memphis. Uh, she spent 11 seasons there with the Tigers. She had a 241 to 340 record, and she actually led Memphis to an American Athletic Conference mm-hmm. semifinals in 2018. Uh, she also has some Sun Belt uh, coaching experience, She's coaching out there at Georgia Southern for seven seasons, and then McAnese State uh, for three years. So softball picks up. Uh, a new head coach. Um, I don't think it's been independently confirmed by Southern no, Miss yet, yeah, but it has, it has been, been yeah. reported by first by Extra Inning Softball dot com, which I honestly didn't even know existed, and then Pine Belt Sports after that. <laughs> no so disrespect, no, no disrespect, <laughs> no disrespect. But I'm just yeah. I just didn't know that. Nathan ought to get on to you for not knowing that, Demon. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Softball guy. Yeah, Nathan, Nathan <laughs> held down for softball. So <laughs> yeah, and take it away, Jackson. And this man, past week, out. Southern Miss had a presence in the Northern Land, as in golf. Southern Miss junior golfer Robbie Ladder finished second in the Canadian Amateur Championship. Obviously, uh, Ladder won the lowest scoring average in Southern Miss history last year, and he received second-team All-Conference USA for his efforts. Mm. Yeah, and, and uh, that was pretty much our flowers. Obviously, you know, we don't have um, many sports going on, but on a serious note, to kind of end the show, uh, we want to pay our respects to the families and friends and uh, teams of the high school football players that died and separate tragedies this past week in the state. So rest in peace to Philip Blaster Jr., Tyrese Hoskin, and Armand Littleton. Um, Just as 4th Street, we send our condolences to the families Mm -hmm. and communities that are dealing with these tragic losses this week. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Amen. Definitely a moment of silence for them. And, guys, that has been our Lowry section. Man, it's a great first show. I must say it's, it's great to be back. Uh, it's great to have you guys on, Dima Jackson and Nathan. Uh, and Carter is in the back clapping. It's great to have him on the board. Yes, sir. Thank he you, Carter. He was over here rocking out, if y'all didn't know, off camera, man. Carter liked that Duckworth song, man. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you guys liked our jams. We'll be back next week, you know, at 5 p.m. on Mondays, guys. Any last words before we close out here? No, I want to say uh, we're going to be back this year. We hope to connect with more of y'all in the Southern Miss community, more student athletes and coaches. We're just looking to kind of, you know, be here, be the rock this year for uh, Southern Miss Athletics. So we're looking forward to it. Yeah, and just be on the lookout. Uh, We'll be out at practice this week for football, and we'll be giving you a lot of coverage. So look at that for Twitter and on the website as well. Jackson. Thank you all for having us. Let's ride. Nathan, come (laughs) slide in here, man. Let's ride. I like it. (laughs) Fourth Street, baby. We'll be back next week, 5 o'clock, (laughs) y'all. 5 o'clock. 
as always, 5 o'clock on Mondays, be sure to check us out on YouTube at uh, 4th Street Sports on our YouTube, play, uh, YouTube page. We also live stream on Southern Miss Student Media. And also, be on the lookout for our podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms at 4th Street Sports Show. Uh, we'll be back with you next week. Carter, let's go out of here, baby. Three, two, one. This has been the 4th Street Sports Show. Tune in next Monday at 5.